0: Nice to see you. Welcome to Crowdsourcing the Revolution, where we are going today to talk about the real labor dispute. Not just to just lament how horribly these railroad workers' working conditions are, but to talk about what we could actually do to be helpful, even if we aren't in a rail union or related to a rail person. So, the basics of the story, I'm going to um, I'm going to start today by um, giving my website of the day, which is RailroadUnited.org. That is where you can go to get your Merch or show your support. It is also where you can sign up for newsletters and to get information about what's going on with the, the potential for a, um, a railroad worker strike. Now, last week on Friday, news went out from the Biden administration that, hurrah, hurrah, we've come to a tentative agreement. And my first thought was, okay, that's great. Now the unions have to ratify it. So while Biden was patting himself on the back, we aren't through the woods yet because the contract is just tentative until there's 115 some odd thousand union members that have to ratify it. So that's one problem. So right now what's happening is there's only one tentative agreement. So there's as with everything in the United States, especially something that goes back as far as rail, which goes back to 1830, which is when the first railroad was rolled out. But there's 12 different unions that at some points during the past hundred years tried to kind of unify and and never did there are seven class one freight carriers that are in these negotiations also and um, so there's there's the engineer people but then there's also the support people and those people are in different unions and it's kind of interesting all of the complicated ins and outs the main thing to know, at the outset is that um, I'm, I'm going to play a couple of clips of that are about three minutes or so long that kind of give the gist of what the situation is. And I, w- I welcome calls in with questions if you have questions about any of it. And also, I want to put the word out that tomorrow, September 21st, there is going to be informational picketing at various... Um, rail yards across the country. Now, I called because Oakland is kind of a rail center here, and they only have five employees working for the rail here because of this just-in-time scheduling that they do, and so he said it wasn't going to be a big turnout here, but they're currently working on trying to put together a website that people could um, go to and see where there's going to be a picketing action because there is an ad hoc group of, of railroad employees who are the rank and file, who are unhappy with the leadership of the unions, who are unhappy with the tentative agreement, and who starting tomorrow are going to be picketing. This is not a strike. It's informational picketing. And and I'm going to tell you more about that, um, but I want to give you some background first. Joshua, Phil, welcome. So the first the first clip is just um, about about three and a half minutes. That it's a clip of a show called The Daily Zeitgeist, and uh, as as is in the title, it is a daily podcast, um, news kind of with a sense of humor and some pop culture. So let's get that first. This will give you a little bit of the, an idea of what's happening with the strike. So let's see where are we here?
1: Rail workers are ready to strike. Two large rail unions, the International Association of Sheet Metal Air Rail and Transportation Workers, Transportation Division, Smart TV, and the Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers and Trainmen are ready to strike with up to like 140,000 plus people. Okay, this would be the first mass railroad strike since the 1980s. I think it was since 1980, potentially. And these workers aren't really necessarily complaining about wages. What they're really the biggest sticking point in these negotiations is that they're fighting to have just A decent quality of life, because as it stands, when these workers have a day off, they're always on call and they have to constantly check in to see if they're going to get called in up until like midnight. And then they know like they'll have the day off. Like it's very unpredictable. And like they never have any semblance of being able to like live their life. And because of this, even when they think they have days off means they're missing doctor's appointments. They're missing birthdays. They're missing the births of children. They can't bike they can't park their bikes on the bike racks this is how this is how out of control this shit but this is all because again the rail companies or the railroads they would rather run these workers ragged with 80 to 90 hour work weeks than actually just invest in hiring more people and the what sort of is now at stake here is that congress because of the railway labor act it does a couple things that helps the railroads first is that the railway labor act it's it's it basically doesn't cover these workers uh, for federal overtime protection. The only thing that they get is like a guarantee of like 10 hours between shifts every 24 hours. So it's like if you're working a ten, like 10 hours in between shifts, depending My on how Jason, far welcome. you like live from your place of work or where you have to be, that might not even be enough to actually sleep and like do shit that you might have to just as a normal person who is in the in-between times of not working. And second, the Railway Labor Act Because of it, Congress can step in and stop a strike and force workers to accept a contract unilaterally. Mm -hmm. And so what about the Senate
2: parliamentarian, though? Can't that person step in? (laughs)
1: Well, it depends on who it benefits. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was just thinking like the Senate
2: parliamentarian will not step in on this one
1: like, yeah. no, 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 you can go ahead and do that. But yeah. right now, other unions have agreed to deals that have been sort of like the government was like trying to intervene to really stop this strike from happening because it's, it would be a massive disruption, like, obviously, because the just, amount of shit we move just right? got a
2: news thing from my phone. The mm-hmm. Washington Post says Amtrak cancels all long distance trains beginning Thursday as rail systems brace for potential strike. Yeah. And oh, yeah.
1: I, I mean, I, by the time you hear this, it, it may be happening. All because so right now, one of the deals that the government has intervened on and put on the table, some unions have like have accepted this was like a twenty four percent wage increase over five years. But a lot of people point out with inflation, where it's at, that's actually that's a nothing. pay cut. Yeah, that's you are not even keeping. keeping that's place not with inflation, so that's nothing. Let's Assuming move it on. keeps up at this pace, the other offer now is that they're trying to negotiate. They're like, well, we can get you guaranteed time off to go to the doctor, and that's it. And that doesn't seem too attractive to the people that also want to be able to, again, have a life. All of these people like constantly, these union members and workers, all they're saying is I can't I can't fucking ever know when I have time to like see my kids or my grandkids. I'm or sorry, do they think that, that when the queen died, they became
2: the queen of England? Because go to the doctor whenever right. you want. Get the fuck exactly. out of here. Who do you think you are? It's in bad taste to go to the doctor because, you know, someone died somewhere.
1: <laughs> you, but you hear people saying this is my living situation, my work situation you'd be like that's fucked up at a yeah. minimum you gotta have time to fucking spend like see your family like live like someone whose life isn't all work
3: Well, I,
2: I've been reading about this and talking about it quite a bit because
0: cliffhanger it is a thing so this is and and so on Sunday, the most recent thing that has happened is on Sunday, an ad hoc group of, of rank and file railroad workers sent out a press release saying that on this Wednesday, meaning tomorrow, at um, various places around the country, they will be doing picketing. And this is the first one. And one of the things that, um, so I contacted somebody from the Railroad Workers Union so that I could find out more about this and hopefully tell the people who show up for this or listen to it a little bit later. And what he said was, well, we don't really have a centralized way to get that information to people. Now, there's an email address on the railroadworkersunited.org website on the press release page. And I think there's a link to the press release um, in in the show description in for this show. Um, and that's the email address that I sent the email to. I'm assuming that it got filed toward somebody here in Oakland because that's where I live. Um, there are... Instead of just going and doing something for these folks, that here is here are, there are there are four specific things that they're asking that the public can do. And one of the things that um, Carrie said this morning, Carrie's the person that I talked to from the union here in Oakland. He said, um, "If so that so the tentative agreement is with the rank and file. They're currently sitting at their kitchen tables trying to decide if they're going to." go along with it, but informal polls of rank and file in three of the largest unions is that it's more like 67% are saying, no, this is not going to work. If nothing gets done before October 1st, then we could see real problems, um, because that's when Congress leaves um, the session. That's when the session ends. And then they come back for a lame duck session. And if they don't do something then, then we've got a whole new Congress that'll that'll be able to, as you could tell from that, um, that recording, that um, those folks could. Hi, Joshua, what's up? What's on your mind? Uh, that
4: sounds like leverage.
0: Yeah. I if, they can
4: hold, if they can hold out until October 1st.
0: Yes, um, I think you're right. I think you're right. well, they're in, and they're in a cooling off period right now too, in the negotiating, which means that they they kind of can't make a final right now because of some other things that are going on with the negotiating. But it seems there's been a bit of a um, separation between the union leaders and rank and file. And rank and file. It seems like at least the loud ones. I'm not. I'm not part of these unions, so I'm only getting this by talking to the person who voluntarily called me when I asked for information, and what the media says. So, so take this all with those grains of salt. I watched about six hours of interviews with with um, a couple of different union reps that that are on the worker side of things, but. Did you have something else you'd like to add, Joshua?
4: No, I just, I mean, I think it's unfortunate that, you know, we're kind of probably late to the game at this point to really support uh, these efforts uh, similar to uh, uh, what – well, just let me finish for a second. It's similar to what the indigenous uh, groups have done uh, up in Canada at a time where they actually created blockades along the way to um, get more eyes on their issues up there. I think from a large scale industrial sabotage perspective, it's time to think about those types of actions in concert with unions. But unions also probably will not publicly say that they would support those actions.
0: No, I for sure should say that. Do you mind if I pull you up as a speaker?
4: No, go ahead. Uh, please, thanks.
0: Mm-hmm. And so so here's, here's, where, here's where it is. I don't think we're too late, um, just based on the last, um, the last interview and the last most recent article that I read. I think that one was in the Socialist Alternative, and again, those links are in the show description because they want people to be able to get the information that's not from the corporate media, but it's from the mouths of the workers. Um, so there, I have about a three-minute segment that's actually um, is Ron uh, Cow, I think is is how you pronounce his last name. He is he is a he is um, with Railroad Workers United, which is kind of a umbrella that helps coordinate. It's a coalition of all of the unions that all of the different craft unions. There's a lot of very specific. I don't um, so something people may not be aware is the that there is a separate code for railroad labor law, and it actually predates the the rest of U.S. labor law. There was a labor law for for railroad workers first. Um, And and that means that overtime rules that apply to you and me, unless you're a railroad worker, don't apply to them. So this this second this second clip comes from the real news. It it comes from a live stream that they did on September 1st. What can
1: people who don't work on the railroads do to help or to show solidarity with the folks who are currently going through uh, this uh, particularly stressful uh, time as we're moving closer and closer to a shutdown?
2: Uh, thoughts on picketing and attending rallies obviously uh, most of you in the viewing audience live in a city or town where there's probably a railhead and so there's a terminal and so if it's a national strike we're talking about pretty much BNSF Union Pacific NSCSX so you name it Atlanta Memphis Nashville New York City uh, that Oakland, alphabet California, Denver, Colorado, you name mountains. it. There is a railhead. There is a yard. There will be a picket line. Uh, so people are encouraged to find out where the local terminal is uh, and be ready to uh, head on down there. Like I say, if it happens, it might be quick and it might be over before you even know it. Um, but it does offer a, a great opportunity for community activists, members of other unions, Uh, from other industries to uh, interface with railroad workers. So we'd love to have you down on the picket line. Uh, That's the first thing, and Jeff talked about that. Um, You can subscribe to the Railroad Workers United News Service and get all the news uh, and how things are developing, because believe me, our ear is to the rail. We don't miss a lick out there. And we do issue a weekly bulletin every Tuesday, and special bulletins as needed throughout the week. And you can do that by going to our website, which is also a wealth of information, and that's railroadworkersunited.org. And a pop-up block will come up if you want to subscribe, so you can do it quick and easy that way. Um, If you are a member of a community organization, environmental group, or a union, and would like to issue a statement of solidarity, however you want to word it, that's your business, uh, please do so, and you can email it to us. You'll find our address to email that on our website uh, that I just mentioned. Um, And then last but not least, um, Max talked about the two person crew issue, which is auxiliary to this whole struggle. um, But is coinciding in an interesting, uh, coincidental fashion. Well, not really coincidental. It's the issue of crew staffing minimums. The rail industry for 18 years now has been pushing for single employee operations of trains and we have fought them tooth and nail. And so far we are victorious, Uh, but they continue to push and push and push and they've come very, very close. Uh, And so at this point in history, the Federal Railroad Administration, the federal administration that uh, governs uh, things like railroad safety and lots of other rail issues uh, is accepting public comment on a proposed rulemaking for train crew minimum staffing. Now, How as as worded, this rule has a huge loophole big enough to run a 10,000 uh foot tra- freight train right through. Um so that loophole needs to be closed, but I won't without, without elaborating on that, I would just say uh it would be great if anybody wants to go Uh, and submit, and I'm not sure how I can get that link out to people but uh, through this format, but we would love to have everybody in the community submit comments uh, in opposition, uh, well, rather in opposition to a single-person train crew operation and in support of a very, very strong uh, ironclad bulletproof uh, two-person minimum train crew law. So these are a few things that people can do right off the bat to assist us.
0: So a couple of other pieces of information. Um, when I talked to Kerry this morning, he mentioned um, that the Brotherhood of Maintenance of Ways, which is one of the unions, um, the prior president, Freddie Simpson, um, actually stepped down and after he stepped down that particular union took um, a hard rightward turn apparently. And so there is there is in among the different unions different perspectives on things, and some of the most egregious working conditions don't necessarily affect the like the the BMOW or some of the other craft unions um, in the same way that it that it does for the for the engineers. But I wanted to mention him because that's one of the per- one of the people that um that Carrie said was it was a a person to listen to when it comes to the workers, what the workers want, and not just speaking for the union
4: that alphabet mentioned. Uh, railways, uh, they did $10 billion in stock buybacks in 2021. So they should have quite a bit of money on hand to deal with these things. But
0: uh, yeah, I think the the stock prices
4: Um, and I'm not sure how the strike fund compares to that. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see if we actually have a chance to blame billionaires for inflation this time as blowback of, you know, essentially the robber barons of old industrialization still existing and doing the same things 200 years later, 150 years later, 175 years later.
0: Like Warren Buffett, you know, Berkshire Hathaway owns BNSF.
4: Yeah, I read his book. Now I feel guilty for that, too.
0: Oh, you shouldn't feel guilty for it. Did you pay, pay full price?
4: Oh yeah, I definitely paid for that book. Like I was a potential acolyte at that point in my, time in my life, but oh, uh, things have changed. I see. Yeah.
0: This is something that I don't know about your history.
4: <laughs> yeah, there's like reasons most for that. Of it.
0: Yeah. Well, no, you know what? We all we all come to realize some of the stupid things we used to believe. That seemed like really smart at the time, or like, in in hindsight, not nah, as smart as we thought. <laughs> What's something that you that you know now, or that you thought you knew, but it turned out you were wrong?
4: That's a really long list, um, but uh, <laughs> in regards. And I think that it was the snowball effect. It really, the snowball effect was having like a senator's uh, father or something like that. And I didn't know that was one of the requirements, and I couldn't do that after the fact.
0: Ah, uh, yes, yes, for sure. Well, I, I, I really, um, all I can say is that I'm, I'm very. Oh, Sinway, all right, Sinway, please. What's on your mind, my friend? Uh, Am I saying your name right?
3: Yes. Um, so, after the initial you put on the crowdsourcing revolution about the railway strike, I got the idea of, well, I have currently in a draft a petition now. Thinking more about it, I realize that petitions are, well, not the most effective. Now that I think about it more, but... I suppose, so I think, I but I suppose I wanted to bring it out to people. I don't know, get more public attention by putting it in there.
0: I think that's um, the right idea because every person's eyeballs that see it is another person that might tell somebody. So I think every method. I think that's great.
3: Thanks. Oh, so, uh, well, granted, I could watch the previous episode that you put about how the railways companies are like calling ahead to stop all the supplies from going in and if i'm like a specific call to action is it would be against the railways white house or both
0: the railroads it's the railroads And one of the things they're asking, the unions are asking for people to ask Congress to not intervene. Right.
3: So, all right. So I guess I'll take Congress. All right. I'll get
0: Congress off the list. uh, uh, They might even mm -hmm. have um, um, uh, like a template or something, but I don't know if that's helpful or not.
3: Uh, transportation of goods so well i just wrote in the notes and isn't about...
0: Bud- isn't isn't it under it might be under buddha judge the department of transportation is it the department of transportation and i'm not sure
3: maybe i'll look that
0: up uh, might be under commerce do you know joshua by any chance who write what 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 brand or what
4: what legislative or uh, bureaucratic branch yeah. writes what? Yeah. The National Labor Relations Board?
0: No, because the railroad has a separate, they have a separate labor thing.
4: No. The, the,
0: the, the that regulates the rails. Who regulates the rails?
4: It seems like uh, they regulate themselves and then. See if it works. Uh, But that's what happens when you have a lot of money. Um, So, uh, yeah, I just, as far as I can tell, they're considered critical infrastructure. So it's kind of like the FAA. I just don't know what, how that uh, mechanism works and how it's all tied together.
3: All right. So, shall I just say, uh, please, like, not please, uh, tell the railways to not hold the economy hostage to hurt the workers something along those lines
0: amanda sorry i got i got kicked out sorry oh can you can you start at the beginning i didn't hear it
3: yeah so i should write to the railways like tell the railways to not hold the economy hostage uh, to hurt the workers, something along those lines.
0: Congress should not in Congress should not intervene. It looks like that the that, um, Department of Transportation, not, as, but they could have more than one regulatory agency, I suppose. Right, I did put that somewhere in the uh, draft, so I'll make sure to have that in.
3: Yeah, Congress, cool. Tell Congress okay. basically. basically Tell Congress to not intervene. Yeah,
0: because right. the rail and the rail, so the railroads are the bad guys. We don't want those guys. We don't want those guys. Those guys are trying to do the re- most ridiculous kinds of things. the The kinds of working conditions they're trying to go down to one person on a two hundred and fifty car train. That is ridiculous. That is problem. That's like way too many cars for one. But yeah. Doing it. What happens if that guy like sneezes and hit his, hits his nose and breaks his nose? He can't do. No, what, he has to just keep driving.
3: Uh, I'm what sure that's he what they're thinking.
0: How does, he, how does he deal with meals? How does he sleep? And I'm saying he because I don't know that there are too many women in that particular role. But it, I should be better about that, yeah,
3: um, I'm wondering if the railways are looking to like automate everything. Oh, the rail
0: the rail the railroads are so the rail so 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 the railroads the railroads are are definitely and they don't wanna do any maintenance on the infrastructure, and there's just all kinds of things that are that are bonkers about the whole situation and um yeah so i can i can play the second clip which give you a little bit more detail on that where is it One,
1: two. Yeah. anybody with half a heart and a human soul says yeah you need time to fucking be with your family <laughs> otherwise you this what how how different is this from just like forced labor indentured ser- servitude where you're like no, your whole existence is actually built on you working for me, not you right. having a life. Fuck out of here. But, you know, because I think most people you haven't seen this talked about because I think the stakes are so clear. Like every time you, we talk about these these unions forming or disputes they're having with contracts, you'll always hear be like, yep, I side with them. Like, if I right. hear about it, I'm never being like, these people are trying to bite off more than they can chew. No, you're like, damn, they're getting violated like that.
2: They're trying to get the bare minimum. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And you look at places like Bloomberg, right? Their front page right now, it's actually been overtaken by the Amtrak closures. But earlier, the, the main headline was, quote, U.S. rail strike risks stoking inflation at worst possible time. Right. Like, what? Then there are a couple other articles underneath that, not just freight, the rail strike may be coming for U.S. commuters. Another one, crop car shipments set to halt on U.S. rail strike threat. White House weighs emergency decree to keep vital goods on rails if there is a strike. Not one fucking mention that these people are working 80 to 90 hour fucking weeks, can barely see their families. They're in like working unfathomable hours into their 60s and beyond and are still, you know, we're like, oh, this couldn't come at a worse time. You want to borrow the car?
2: You can't have a strike this close to an election. Right. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) And uh, And that's why it's interesting now on Bloomberg, their friend says, opinion. Congress won't let a rail dispute cripple the U.S. Right. Which means they'll step in and, which sound fuck which is pressure, the workers, yeah. which is pressure, you know, cause the railroads know what it is. They can force Congress's hand because they have the ability to be like, all right, well, this is the contract. I'm sorry. That's it. That's that. Right. And they're counting on that rather than just, you know, taking the fucking millions of millions of dollars they make and just, making a couple million less so these people can you know maybe work like fucking 70 hour work weeks i don't know what the fuck right but yeah and i think they know and with this constant thing because a lot of the rail the railroads have told shipping companies "Hey, we can't take certain kinds of cargo because we got to prepare for this strike and that's already affecting the markets and they know oh see they got election coming up if i fucking hold the economy hostage as an employer let's <laughs> we'll see what happens
0: so there you go. Sorry, Stanway, I wanted to mute you so that you because you were having some noise in the background. Yeah, sorry about that. I This uh, is no why worries. my
4: favorite WTO was Seattle's WTO. All of this stuff.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, these headlines are just ugh, of course. Like, um, yeah, so I guess so if the petition is at least brings awareness. Then I'll keep uh um. I'll work on that as soon as I get back home.
0: Yeah, no. And I keep sure I out. keep retweeting, and I don't have very many followers, but I usually tag somebody in it, so somebody like you know, Revolutionary Blackout Network or Jimmy Dore, somebody, because I know some yeah. somebody out of all of them will pick it up and maybe then forward it.
3: Uh well RBN did do it a few times. Uh what's um one yeah I think one time was I, yesterday.
0: Yeah, I think CJ said he was gonna be doing a show on it yesterday and I missed the show unfortunately. Did you see it? Yeah.
3: Was it good? Um, I saw parts of it. Uh okay. so maybe I'm I'm gonna need to watch it to get a whole idea. Yeah. Uh so on. So I hope, first I hope the strike goes through. And um, I hope, and I'm looking, I can like pull my group aside from uh, local watch I know local elections are pop are important, and I I'm not saying it's not important telling them, but it's like, uh, hey guys, could we like also fit somewhere in there about the uh the railway workers? I know yeah. point it's not quite as local, but it's still important since we're also about like making sure workers get treat are treated well, the regular right people.
0: Yep, we have to believe we're all on the same side, decide against the capitalists. <laughs> they have all the money, but we have all the brawn. Uh, otherwise I
3: think that's it for now any um, if, if I have any questions per chance uh, it's okay if I uh, message you or, or if you don't. yeah absolutely thanks and I I have you on Twitter and um, I could do you respond oh, are you more responsive on here or on Twitter if I send like a direct message?
0: Probably here probably. I'm an old lady. All right. I I mean, I've been going on Twitter more because I've been trying to like... Because it actually is good for breaking news stuff, as you probably are likely aware. But um, that's that's where I've been getting a lot of the rail stories. You also can... He wasn't kidding when he said if you sign up for their newsletter, it comes out once a week and it gives you the full background on what's happening. Uh, If you go to Railroad Workers United dot org. All you right. can just oh, sign up for that newsletter, and you, they don't send you a ton of okay. stuff. So, uh, okay, so. With that. All right. Uh, Hello, yeah. Marco. Welcome. I know you just got here, and we are just starting to to wrap. We were just discussing the rail the rail workers' labor dispute. Um, I welcome. If you have any questions, I'm welcome. I'm, I'm happy to kind of engage. If you have any questions, otherwise um, you can listen to the episode after we wrap. But I'd love to talk to you if you have any thoughts about it. Socialist pizza. Joshua, thank you very much. I appreciate. It. Did you have something else that you'd like to? add to the conversation?
4: No, I've been paying attention to what you bringing up on other calls and on your own platform as well. Um, and I uh, just wanted to chime in a little bit today and uh, we'll see how it goes. I thought they were going to go on strike on Friday. So the fact that we're still waiting to see what happens and uh, that October first date uh, looms large, I think. And that's, yeah. uh, I mean, it's really up to them and their families, right? Like we're not, we're not the ones that are directly hurting from whatever they decide to do, so they got to decide it at their kitchen tables
0: that that that's right but but also it's important that they know that there's people who support them in this, and that that there's people that will you know contribute to strike funds or show up in solidarity because that makes it easier for them to to make a decision that might be hard on their, on their pocketbook. Um, when I was at the picket line for the mental health care workers strike and Joshua, yes.
4: Oh, no, I was just going to say, I actually do have uh, a member of a community action coalition I work with here locally and her husband is uh, part of the railway uh, workers. So I'm going to check and see if they're doing a strike here locally um, and uh, whether or not they're going to, Uh, the thing that you talked about essentially go and support that uh, directly i think that's a good idea
0: awesome awesome and they said it's going to be tomorrow um but but when i was at the mental health care workers strike down at kaiser which by the way they are still on strike there in week number six um there was a woman just a lady named nancy who came and, and gave out these cards to a bunch of the people who were standing there with the signs. And it's, it's a card that says thank you to striking mental, Kaiser mental health workers. When striking employees name their reasons for doing so, they are speaking to common issues experienced by other workers. Having the courage to do so is also giving moral support and more leverage to many workers everywhere who have yet to find means to defend their injustices. May your truth speaking bring a equitable environment for you and for the patients you serve. Bless you for your courage. And she just like handed that out to everybody that was there at the picket line and then said goodbye, which is like, so touching to me and it's such a beautiful message to be giving to people who are and and i, I i'm amazed it's still the same number of people down there at kaiser i'll be da- back down there on friday um, and and if it is it, if it is hopping on friday i may i may do a call in from there otherwise the next show will be on saturday afternoon and i recommend any of the any of the resources, they can make you definitely at least as smart as me, probably smarter since you probably start higher. But that's where I got all of the information that I've been sharing about the rail labor strike, the socialist alternative, an article from The Nation. The Lever just had an article about the uh, money, the amount of money the railroads are making, so the fact that they can afford it. So um, go ahead and check out those links. And I really thank you all for being here. And I hope you have a great Tuesday.